Welcome to the 164th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Witcher, and we are recording this on the first Tuesday evening of the current international break. Arsenal's previous match being the home win v Milan last Thursday in the Europa League last 16 second leg. So to start with some rapid panel intros. First up, after missing last month... He's back in the saddle with plenty to say, drinking Australian Shiraz. It's a very good evening to the Highbury Spy, Mr Steve Ashford. Good evening, Kev. Second up, retaining his spot from last month, and a man who on principle has chosen not to pay to watch any further Arsenal matches while Monsieur Wenger is in charge, although that doesn't apply to the Europa League, apparently. (laughs) Drinking Perrier out of a plastic bottle because Tesco's have stopped stocking glass ones, it's a warm welcome to NW3's Man of a Thousand Principles and editor of the Hampstead Village Voice, Mr Mustafa Goldstein. Good evening, I did pay £20 for that AC Milan match. And to conclude the intros, it's the Gooners' man in the press box and at Arsenal's press conferences, although I have never heard him pipe up with the questions I want to be asked, presumably because he's worried about getting banned. It's good to have him back for his first appearance since the end of last season. Drinking Bex is Mr. His hello to Mr. Laith Youssef. Hi, Kev. Right, gentlemen, just to put this in context, since the last podcast, we've had seven matches... The first four of which were defeats at home to Ostersons, the League Cup final, Man City at home in the Premier League and then Brighton away. And that was followed by three wins. Milan away and at home sandwiching Watford at home. So um, a a down and up kind of month, if you like. Um, And a few questions. Let's start with um, Rob Gregory. We're going to go into the Europa League here. I'm going to discuss the manager. He says, by email, I assume that, like me, the panel would love to see us lift the Europa League trophy in Lyon. If we did, it would be our most significant trophy achievement since 2004. However, are the panel worried that this would provide Arsene Wenger with a pretext, not just for another one year, but after, say, a run of three or four wins around Christmas, the announcement of a further two years beyond that, ad infinitum. So... The season is now the Europa League, no question about that. I have heard some Arsenal fans express the view that they would quite happily sacrifice winning that if it meant Arsenal would go. Um, So first up, let me just clarify, do you want us to win the Europa League? Steve? I do want us to win the Europa League. Do you want a one-word answer or a monologue? Well, I'll just ask everybody first. (laughs) Leith? Yeah, it does, yeah. Basti? (laughs) Yes, of course, but can I just say I did spend £30 on that Europa League ticket, not 20 I just realised I lied to the audience. I'm very sorry about that. It was £30. <clears throat> OK, so, all right, let me put to you another question, all right? If Arsenal won the Europa League, would you be happy with another year of Arsene Wenger as manager? Well, I did this deal last year, didn't I, with the FA Cup? <laughs> you did. With the devil. You did. When we, when we beat Chelsea, or we were playing Chelsea, I did make it very public that if we could win the FA Cup, stop Chelsea doing the double, um, you know, win three out of four FA Cups, 
that would be worth another season or two of Wenger. You said five. You, 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 yeah. you dealt five yeah, I must, seasons. I must have been pissed when I said five. <laughs> it was um, you then. It was you that did it. <laughs> I hold my hands up, it probably was me. And, I, and you know what? I still wake up every morning and think, we won the FA Cup last year. How brilliant was that? We stopped Chelsea doing the double. It's going to be in our record forever. Wenger will be gone before long. So that trophy is forever. Wenger is temporary. But... Winning the Europa League this year, it, it, he's got this habit, hasn't he, of getting out of jail. 14, he got out of jail when we won the FA Cup. Got out of jail last year when we won the FA Cup. Everyone is now saying, is it going to be a third year he's going to get out of jail? You know. Um, but the question is, would, if we, would I put up with another year if we won the Europa League? Yes. Again, for the same reason. The Europa League is forever. Wenger is only going to be here for one more year at the most. Steve, you're going to settle out of court and say, cut that five years <laughs> yeah. down to one year if you win the Europa League. At the end of the day, yeah. we wait, at the but end then of the only day, one year. No at the more. end of the day, we go, we, get, we go to football to win trophies. You know, we go to matches, it's all about trophy, trophy, trophy. In 10 years' time, if we lose the Europa Cup, everyone will go, Arsenal lost the Europa Cup. They won't think, oh, that's the year they lost Wenger. If we win the Europa Cup, they'll go, do you know what? In the, in the 2000s, they won the FA Cup for three times out of four. And then they won the Europa League. They were quite glory years, actually. And everyone wanted Wenger out. They must have been mad. That's where we are. OK. Another year of Arsenal, Lace? I've, I've got to say, I mean, why does it have to be mutually exclusive? Why is it a choice of Wenger winning a trophy and staying on? Or Wenger winning a trophy and leaving? Do you think... That I don't think he will leave. But, but, I mean, for any Arsenal fan to want their team not to win a trophy, for me, is treasonous. I know we're all sick of Arsene Wenger. I see him every week and I, I genuinely believe that he thinks a couple of wins will, will change the whole situation. He'll be back in the driving seat again. It'll be like the old days. It's not going to happen. It's gone far beyond that. It's gone far beyond that for so long. But at the same time, the performance in Milan was absolutely fantastic. It was just a superb performance. You show me one Arsenal fan who didn't enjoy that game. Obviously, the, the, the 3-1 again on, in the second leg was good fun as well. Why does it have to be Wenger or a trophy? Why can't Wenger just, you know, to put it out there, win the trophy? Josh Cronkey's in town now. He's got a pad in London. He's been at Colney. I know for a fact he's been at the club. Someone needs to talk to him, have a word in his ear and say, look, just tell your dad that Arsenal are 23.4 million down on turnover this year. Wenger wins the Europa League. Just tell him, walk away in the sunset. There'll be a statue out there in a couple of years. Everyone will have forgotten this. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But... Having said that, I don't think he will walk away. Well, the reason so. we're in this situation is because he loves Arsenal so much. And that's but like, if you love Arsenal so much, <coughs> walk, walk away yeah, because he's, he's, he has well, got, he's not improving. Yeah, so what life. is going to happen? His life is Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. What is going to happen is that we are not going to win the Europa League. Atletico Madrid will win the Europa League. And we're going to have Wenger for another year. How about that? <laughs> that, that would be the worst of all options. Well, yes, it's yeah. not impossible because Wenger is always loyal to his contract. And he's got another year on his contract. I will, go, I will carry out my contract yeah, as contract. He's not going to walk away. He's no, never going to walk no. away. You show me one 68-year-old who walk away on seven, eight, nine, seven million pounds a year, let alone having full control or you know, control that has gradually been eroded but still a lot of control at the club. He's not going to do it. So someone somewhere in the club has to say, look, regardless of whether you win the Europa League or not, 
this has to be your last. I, I don't last see season. Arsenal beating a, th- a team like a. Well, no, no, we're cha- talking impossibilities. Let's channel the spirit '94. No one gave Arsenal chance. Well, that's it. I remember going on the yeah, train. I went to Copenhagen. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, let's channel that spirit and win the trophy. Then we had George Graham. Then we had players like. Eddie McGoldrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There has been a, a contrast in the commitment between, let's say, the visit to the Amex Stadium to mm. play Brighton and the San Siro to play Milan. Wouldn't have thought it was the same set of players. Mm. Um, and Jonathan Houseman has uh, tweeted, what does it say about our players' mentality where they can effectively down tools mid-season and then pick it up again for the Europa yeah. Did it last year as well, didn't they? Did so last year. we do we believe the players are picking their games in terms. Well, it would of appear that way because it's been like it for at least two seasons now. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 there's a trophy on the line and they're getting close, the performances improve a hundred percent. So you probably have to say that they play for themselves, not Wenger. Right, and that's but, not so a good yeah. sign. Is yeah, it? Well, not they're not playing for the shirt, but that's partially because the. The amount of shirts being thrown at them, weird coloured shirts. You know, in fact, when we're playing a team that's wearing blue and white and we end up wearing not a red and white shirt. Mm. And, you know, I mean, it's a very small detail, but that losing of Arsenal's soul. Arsenal's soul is that shirt, right? It's one of the big factors, is the Arsenal kit. Mm. It's it's an unmistakable kit. It's unique in the world. Other people copied it or whatever, but it's our kit. We turn up, uh, whether it's Brighton or Nottingham Forest, wherever it, obviously not Nottingham Forest because they, they lent us their, their shirts, didn't they? But um, if we turn up anywhere in the world and don't wear that, why do we wear that kit when we're playing away to Tottenham? We'll Let's, wear that kit playing away to Tottenham. Yeah. Are you aware there is something contractual with Puma whereby the away kits have to be worn on certain occasions? Uh, to be honest, I've not looked into it that far. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out. But, but to go on to talk about that point, I, I, if you're a football kit designer and you've got a contract with a football club surely it's got to be the easiest job in the world because you just go right what's a traditional away kit let's do that bang yeah. 2003 four. it was a 79 kit I'd love to know how many, how many shirts they sold because it was yeah. absolutely fantastic that's all they have to do a little yeah. little tweak here and there they go yellow and blue again how We're many not, shirts are they going to sell you never they... see Spurs playing in red why are we playing in blue why are we, yeah. why there, are we is playing in yeah. there is a view that football shirts are leisure shirts and certain colours will sell better than others. Yes, but that is the wrong view because well, the reality is that view. football shirts it's a are financial shirts. view. Leisure shirts taken are leisure shirts. By the it, manufacturer. It really wouldn't surprise me, actually, Kev. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm going to look into, actually. But yeah, the fact is, Arsenal are red and white or blue and yellow in my yeah. book. Or whether it's so contractual you... or not, the, the, the club needs to man up and tell the shirt. <laughs> manufacturers that you're working for us and this is what we're, how it's going to be not you're telling dictating to us what we have to wear and we're going to have you know, you know <clears throat> kits that work for Arsenal Football Club at the end of the day when you turn up at Brighton when you could wear your red shirt yeah. could have worn red at Brighton no problem at all yeah. don't know why we chose to wear the black one um, when we turn up in red we're Arsenal yeah. the home team thinks oh my god we're playing <laughs> Arsenal now in that black kit, we could have been anyone. Yeah, exactly. Been hard, Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So and you, it gives and it gives a boost to the home yeah. team. Well, when I, that when that when that home team sees that red and white kit, they think Bergkamp, Vieira, Ian yeah. Wright. They think, oh yeah. shit, it's yeah. Arsenal, right? Yeah. When they see some team turn up in black, it's like, oh, it's that other team we played. Against. It's the same yeah. as us. And uh, yeah, when, uh, we play, when we're playing down here against Barcelona, if they turn up in turquoise or orange, we're thinking, oh, this is not Barcelona. 
So why, why still beat us? Why, why, yeah, they still, also the why, give, why give the home team an advantage by not wearing your home kit? Exactly. Yeah. Barcelona would never turn up if they can wear that Barcelona kit. They're going to wear it. And, yeah. and, and yeah. you know what? It also sends a message not only to the home home fans and the home team, but also the players who are wearing that shirt. It's like. I've got Thierry Henry to live up to here. Mm. I've got fucking, you know, um, ser- serious uh, yeah. uh, tr- tradition of Arsenal Football Club. And have we still got the same sleeves rule that the captain says? Apparently, Nick Hague was talking about it the other day, wasn't he? Yeah. He said it's gone, yeah. I, 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 see, this is it. This is we're losing the soul of the club in so many different ways. And it's all economic, isn't it? Yeah, that's gone now, that rule. Okay. So you were saying, Vic Akers was saying, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, he, he was basically saying, you know, I can't remember which player he but he called a couple out and he basically said, They've worn short sleeves, or long sleeves when the captain's done with more short sleeves, vice versa. So that rule's gone, basically. And that, that lasted from 1886, basically. See, that sort of stuff's got to be reinstalled. I think that's why we yeah. need an Arsenal man as manager. The, Ideally, we'd need it, an Arsenal man as this, a, this time, I don't know about you guys, but this time really reminds me of 85, 86, when the, after Donna had gone, when, we tap, when the club tapped up Terry Venables, the team was, was, was sort of listing, there was no leadership there. Nothing was going on on the pitch, and mm. and suddenly you go, bang! George Graham's coming. He's made the players wear kits, um, suits. Sorry, he's made them wear ties. He's, yeah. he's brought the, you know, he's, he's basically said to Tony Adams, look, you're in charge. You want to wear short sleeves at Sunday away on a on a freezing cold Tuesday night in February. You're going to do that. And the, yeah. the team followed him, and he brought in suddenly the rules. And I don't typically want to go down that route because players don't shouldn't have that discipline because they should have it installed in themselves anyway. Certainly playing for the. But Arsenal, you need a manager to But do you do that. need a manager. Absolutely. That's what yeah. a manager's yeah. job is. And, and if Wenger goes, I mean, for this week, for example, I've been. Um, because of the international week, I've been working a lot on Stevenage. They changed their manager. They sacked their manager on Sunday, and the buzz I've had all week was sort of speculation and and breaking the stories and everything. It's been mad. Multiply that by a million when when Wenger goes, yeah. the Arsenal fans will be absolutely bouncing off the walls. Because it will be an injection of of, of, of new enthusiasm, new life, new faces, new everything, and it's almost like you just can't see it happening. Long as they don't get Mourinho. Oh, God, no, no. Right. The thing is that you need, you need someone who understands Arsenal. and Little things like that, the shirt, the length of the sleeve, the traditions of the football club, that are just slowly but surely being picked apart and going away. And it, that, you know... But Wenger must get Arsenal, though, must he? He must know those traditions. I know. Why doesn't he put his foot down and say no? Yeah. No player is bigger than the club. You don't, Ozil, whoever it is, doesn't get to say, no, I'm yeah. going to change that rule. Absolutely. It's like when, um, when Giroud went on um, transfer deadline day. I did a story on it, and... Um, Basically, the quote from Giroud was, you know, I talked to the boss and I said, look, I'm not going to make it to the French national side in, in Russia in the summer, so, um, you know, can you sell me? And Wenger goes, yeah, I'll sort you out, don't worry about it. A player, imagine a player going to George Graham and saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to leave because I want to play. It'd be like, get back in the reserves and you'll play in the first team when I tell you to. And ironically, we could have done with Giroud in, um, in the Europa League as well. Would you take I, an I think... ageing George Graham for one season? Just no. in theory. No. No, no, no. no. I'd take George Graham in 1986, though. I'd take him all day Premier? That 89 Premier? Yeah, I was there for that, yeah. 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 I mean, bless him. He was all right. Bless him. He's all right, I know. The, the I know. R- you know what the irony is? I know, but he's mid 70s. And he, but he's, he's not much older than us. No. All right. Would you take yeah, Alex? Point, would you yeah. take Alex Ferguson for a year? No, God, no. He's United. No, no, no. But he's a fucking football manager. No, I don't want him. He's no. a proper football well, like, manager. Like you said, he's got to be an Arsenal man or someone who knows about the club. I know Ferguson. Well, that's does, true. But... I'll tell you what. Ferguson probably knows more about the club <laughs> than any of the others. Uh, right. Well, I'll go on now because this fits in nicely with another uh, listener question from a regular contributor, Joe Gagliardi. And Joe asks, is our defence poor because of the players or is it the system? And if a new manager came in, 
Would you be willing to give these same players a chance under a new regime? Some of the defending has been pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's the players? Well, the story in the Standard tonight, Kev, uh, which is very interesting. It's, it, I don't know whether, they, whether they've been it's written by James Olley in the Standard or whether they've been fed by someone at the club. But apparently United are going to bid fifty million for Bellerin as soon as the transfer window opens. Break! Also <laughs> thinking of selling him. <laughs> they're also oh, thinking of God. selling Ramsey for another fifty million, and two or three other players as well. So it looks like, and this is a bit worrying, that they're going to get rid of all the players and start afresh and keep Wenger, rather than keep the players and get rid of Wenger, because I mean it's been written many times. You know when things go tits up, you either change the players or you change the manager. 90% of clubs change the manager. Are we surely not going to change all the players and keep Wenger? Well, I, I, uh, firstly, there's two things oh, to say, dear. which I, I think you need to appreciate here. Yeah. Arsenal are on course to uh, post uh, a loss of a, around about £30-35 million pounds at yeah. the end of May. Okay. So there's a financial consideration there, which means the only way that money is going to be made up is selling. Okay. The other thing to you say... You don't have to sell any players. You change the manager. Well, no. You, financially, you're still not going to make that £35 billion by getting rid of Arsenal. No. So what I think the plan is, is basically we're rebuilding the squad now with a view to life after Arsenal. I believe Arsenal will go this summer. Okay? <coughs> and... We'll all lose the Europa We'll all lose the Europa League. <laughs> and what's happened is we've got this guy from Dortmund who can spot cheap talent so we're going to do what we were doing very early on in Arsenal's tenure which is pick up bargains we're going to pick up another Mavropanos yeah for example we we got for about 10 million 5 million yeah 5 million and the squad is going to be rebuilt I've I've always believed as soon as this Mislintat guy came in and the other guy Sanley you won't recognise the Arsenal squad in a couple of years. Yeah, well, that's the thing to bear in mind. So what, you're, what we're saying here yeah. is partly that it may or may not be the players, but because of the club's financial situation, they they're going to cash in. They, they will the cash in on yeah. players they think they can replace with at least yeah. as good as. Well, I've got to say, yeah. when it comes to Bellerin was mentioned earlier, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be too sorry to see him go. But no, could, he, I think Bellerin could be a better player. With a decent manager, I well, think that's, that's another fantastic. question. Yeah, well, that is the question, actually, isn't it? So, you put Bellerin would you give him a chance? Well, the question was, would you give that 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 defence a chance with a new manager? I'd say, as a, if, if you know, obviously I'm not a manager and I'm as ta- a tactically adept as you know a 24 bus, but um, I would say. Yeah, you, you, if you had a, a, a different system of defending and a different system of playing and you try it out with them first, of course, give it a go. And then when you see that Bellerin sort of runs backwards and points at other players and doesn't actually defend, you, you sell him mm. and get someone who defends. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. Bellerin would be a much better player under a, a decent manager. I don't know. I don't think he's got in him to put a tackle in properly. And I think Elneny would be a brilliant player under a fantastic manager. Okay. He's good enough now. Have you seen Bellerin yeah. actually sort of tackle a player ever? Or yes, always he when a player's coming up, a lot, he'll put a block he in. Yeah. A lot. But he gets blocked more than he blocks, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? Those crosses he My problem in. with Bellerin is his crossing is not brilliant. No. Crosses need to improve. Well, and he won't, he won't beat the player to, to the touchline for well, someone uh, who supposedly has a lot of pace. Lee Dixon uh, addressed the Arsenal Sports Trust annual general meeting a couple of weeks ago, and his view was Lacazette has not worked out. Because Bellerin 
is running into Lacazette's area. Yeah. And Bellerin is is just way too advanced okay. most of the time. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I got. I think there's a player in Lacazette. I think we'll see. Well, he's, apparently he's given up. According to Lee Dixon, he, he looks at his body language now, and he's he, because yeah, he's good, good, yeah, but that's the yeah, but because of Bellerin. <laughs> he hasn't played for what six weeks, seven weeks. Well, he's eight been injured, weeks. isn't he? And before that, we lost every game. He, you can't. We you still are top goal scorer. We can't judge Lacazette on this season alone. I, I, mean, I quite like Lacazette. Yeah, he's, I, he's, um, I yeah. think he hasn't benefited from a rest basically because he's obviously yeah. used to French football. There's no winter break. I thought he looked tired in January and February. He was obviously in the red zone. I tweeted that a week before he, the injury sort of news came out. I don't blame him for feeling gutted because he came in on a massive fanfare on 53 million, mm. and then suddenly it's almost like touching back on, on Kevin's point as well. Those two players come in, Mkhitaryan, obviously slightly different type of player, but Aubameyang in, 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 in January, Lacazette yeah. must think, what's going on? Yeah. You know, I was bought to play centre-forward for the Arsenal, and now yeah. Aubameyang's coming, which goes back to the point that Arsene Wenger's power has been eroded, because no way were either of them an Arsene Wenger signing. Well, playing devil's advocate, if they were both signed by Ms Lintan, <coughs> and he's, he's signed two strikers, essentially, of similar abilities. No, no, Mkhitaryan is not a striker. No, not Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang. Right. So we've, we've signed, signed one striker. We've signed Van and Lacazette. Yeah, well, that was nothing to do with Miss Lintat. I know, but Miss Lintat knew that we had Lacazette at the club yes. when he signed Aubameyang. Yes. So that obviously went over Wenger's head because I dare say Wenger had a choice about signing Aubameyang. He probably would have said, "No, we've already got Lacazette." So does this mean that Wenger's authority is already being uh, eroded? I, I'm sure to the detriment of the team. Well, I'm not sure it's to the detriment of the team. Is it Bellerin's? <laughs> Play as a right back is the issue there, yeah. in that he's compromised Lacazette. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with, with another Lacazette, striker being signed. How are Lacazette and Aubameyang going to play in the same team, though? They're not. Well, the, the only way it could happen is if Aubameyang is shifted out to the left mm. side. Yeah. Which is a waste of playing yeah. 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 But going back to I, I he's obviously got a lot to learn, he's got pace to burn. If there was just even a defensive coach who could just drill them properly through the closed season give them six weeks hard work after the World Cup get them back in well, we've, 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 is... we've got that Steve well, Bold yeah, yeah. yeah. we all yeah. love Steve Bold we all love them as, as a player, player. That, that 89 film premiere now, I, I was there and I, I, it was one of the best nights ever because I, I interviewed my heroes from you know I was 16, 17 that sort of season going to every game home in the way you, you wake up around your mate's house going oh you fancy no right to wait a day and you go to it Happiest time of life, almost in terms of falling Arsenal. It was brilliant watching those players. That, that interviewing those players at the '89 thing was was. I, I've interviewed Zinedine Zidane, but I've got more of a buzz interviewing those players that night. And and what struck me about the fact that that they were still all friends, they were still all mates, basically. But when obviously Tony Adams was the leader on the pitch, but seeing it that night when Steve Bold spoke, they all stopped talking. Steve Bold was the leader out of that group in terms of sort of characters and, and all the rest of it. And it's such a shame he's been shackled by I, Wenger. Yeah, because yeah. He, he, he has got the defensive now, he's got the experience, he should have the respect, he's got the know-how, but Wenger will not have anyone challenge him. You look at Fergie, going back to Alex Ferguson, how many number twos did he have? How many number twos that came in with, with different ideas, different, different sort of sports science views, different inputs? Fergie let them have their head, he let them take training, he let them do this, that and the other... Wenger has not let anyone do that, and certainly not Steve Bowles. And it's so sad to Steve, see, because it, Steve Bowles has got yeah. so much to give, and he, for whatever reason, he can't, mm. he can't 
show his talents, basically. So that's why Bellerin's struggling. That's why the defence yeah. isn't drilled. That's why we're conceding goals left, right and centre, like yeah. Brighton and all the rest of it. And then the other game you want to well, mention. Well, and it's so frustrating. Not, it could bring in someone like Steve Bond to drill the defence then not let him drill the defence yeah. I mean what is ego. the point ego, ego. Yeah. because Bold started yeah. getting credit in the first month of the season I just don't think he likes being challenged full stop no but he's also vain yes and no yes and no I, I, I do, you remember that, do you remember that year we got to the Champions League final 2006 yes I'm sure we've mentioned this loads of times before and there, there was a rumour that, that um, Martin Keown drilled the defence all through that season and we, I don't think we created, we, we conceded a goal all the way to the final, did we? Maybe one goal, yeah, I was, think. Was it nine games? It was some sort of a record, wasn't yeah. it? That yeah. stood for a Clean couple of years. Clean sheet record. Yeah. Clean sheet record in the Champions League, or, or at least minimum goals record. And um, the minute see, um, Keown started getting credit for that, Wenger mm. got rid of him. Well, he, yeah. was, he was doing his coaching badges. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. could have happened was Arsenal could have said, Stay on. come, come, yeah. come on board. Coach the defence. But losing Vieira as, as someone who could have come back into the side, uh, in the club, Thierry Henry as well, I know he was there for a bit. We had Freddie Lundberg at the under-15s. He went off with, um, yep. what's his name, to, to, to Germany, Wolfsburg. Yeah. 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 It, it's, there, there was such a pool of players who were big characters, who knew the game inside out, who could have been such an asset to Arsenal Football Club, who have been allowed to just yeah. run oh, free. Totally. Run say, the back totally. to the original question, you know, would those players that we have now say our best back four, like if you say Monreal, Bellerin, Mustafi and Koscielny, right? If you have those players, now if that was George Graham 1987, right, he, would he get the same out of those players he got out of Dixon, Winterburn? And, and, oh yeah, I think he would. Yeah, yeah. I so think so would. ultimately then to answer that question, it's, it's not the players. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, Nigel Winterburn and Bellerin. Who would you take? Stoffy's a World Cup winner. He's not a bad player. That's true. You know. Okay. Well, uh, well uh, let's let's shift this a little bit to another. Uh, zonal marking. Well, well yeah, zonal marking is, is if you don't have a jump, if you don't follow your man, if you don't run when the ball runs, if you don't attack the ball, you've got no chance. Yeah. And they're so static. They're so passive. Zonal marking is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Look at Czech as well. Well, yeah, but they can't do that either. When we signed Czech, he wanted to bring his own coach over, didn't he? Lollichon or whatever his name is. I don't know what he's doing now. But he was quite upset that he couldn't bring his coach. Mm. So he's coached by Jerry Pateman. I think it's quite obvious that Czech has gone downhill in ability-wise since he's been with us. Mm. Although it is, a, it is a sort of Pat Jennings sort of yeah, um, yeah. equation where we sign someone who's been a great yeah, keeper yeah. from a London rival who is on his way down. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, I'll take your point. He did his favour on Sunday though, didn't he? Check. Yeah, putting out Man United and Man United and top. Well done, Petty. <laughs> Good work there, sir. Um, and no, wait, another listener has uh, tweeted in. Um, I Charles is his name uh, at Charles underscore eighty seven, and he asks from the three managerial managerial scenarios on the horizon, which one does the panel prefer? The ghosts are just coming to the door. <laughs> number one, <laughs> number one, experienced coach. Number two, upcoming coach. Number three, go British. And does the footballing philosophy need to be similar to Arsenal or completely different? So, I mean, I think we're saying, do we want a Carlo Ancelotti? Do we want a young German manager who's only just starting to make to make his way but obviously has a reputation or do we go for an Eddie Howe I think that's how you could sort yeah. of 
pigeonhole us. Tuchel, is he? No, Thomas um, Tuchel? The other guy, the, uh, the uh, yeah. Hoffenheim the 38 guy. year old one. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know who you tweak on. Yeah. The name escapes yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah, he's, well, he's one. Well, I wouldn't, mind, well, I wouldn't mind taking a punt on him. Right. Okay. Because he because he he's young, vibrant, keen, ambitious, mm-hmm. and very talented by the look of it. Right. I probably don't want an older manager, Ken. So no Ancelotti no, for you. Having had having had having had like ten years of Wenger being past his mid fifties, thirteen years of Wenger being past his mid fifties. I mean, I'd like to go somewhere. I'd like to go a bit younger. I mean, I just just let's just go for it. Fuck it. Go go for a young manager. Right. A young, unproven, hungry, ambitious manager. Okay. I mean, for me, I, I don't understand why we didn't get Pep Guardiola at the time, a couple of years back. Someone should have gone out to him and just said, look, do you want to come to Arsenal? Well, he wanted to come. Yeah, that's the thing. And, yeah. I think it was around about the time of the uh, Hull, Hull FA Cup. Yeah. That's yeah. gutting, isn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine? If he, yeah. oh, even Klopp, you know, someone... But Wenger must have been aware that Guardiola was willing to come. Yeah. And Wenger has always said he will do what is best for Arsenal. Do yeah. you think that's actually true? No, he does what's, he does best, what's best for, for Arsenal. Does he, he does what's best for Wenger. Yeah. Is, is it true that he lives on his own and he doesn't have a partner or a wife or his daughter lives away? And... Well, I mean, his daughter lives in Cambridge. Yeah. Okay. Um, whether or not Arsenal has a love life... Does he home every night to an empty house, an empty mansion? I, I, you know, I mean, and really just watch football videos all night long. Apparently, he is a bit of a loner. Yeah. I mean, David Dean is his closest friend. Yeah. And he will see him. But the sometimes. one who doesn't want to leave, if that's his, that's the alternative, he'd be doing that during the day as well. Yeah. Well, well he can always go. I mean, there are other clubs all have it. Yeah. Someone yeah. just has to yeah. retire. No. Yeah, even yeah. if he took over yeah. the Blues. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of options out there. But yeah. so, um, Glaith, what's your choice? in terms of those three-star types of manager? I actually really like Ancelotti. I, I obviously covered the Munich games last season and he struck me as a really, really calm, unflappable manager who did a good job at Chelsea. But it's just like, like Steve said, it's how revolutionary you, you want to go. Mm. I've, I've, I've written columns before about um, you know someone like Eddie Howe really impressed me, but he's just... He's got that. He's just missing a bit of gap in, in terms of experience. The experience gap in terms of maybe a bit of European football and stuff. But he's certainly on the radar as well. But why not have a combo? Why not someone like Ancelotti to steer Eddie Howe through? I don't know. That'd just, be great. Just, just anyone but oh, Wenger, basically. I did a little. I mean, I was, I was on um, radio the other day, and someone before me had said, "Well, you know, who wants to manage Arsenal?" And I was like. Not really funny. No matter what state Arsenal are in, they're still one of the biggest clubs in the world. We've got a list as long as your arm. There's so many teams, there's so many managers out there who would drop everything they're doing to come to Arsenal. So we, we can choose, we can have our pick of the best managers in Europe, in the world. Well, didn't Enrique say that he's not taking the Chelsea job until he's sure what Arsenal yeah, is doing? Yeah, but I don't know if I'd want him, actually. You know, we can do yeah. better than that, almost. He's yeah. He did all right at Barcelona, but he's not. Yeah. He's not Pep Guardiola. But it's interesting that he's prepared to put us above Chelsea, though. Yeah, absolutely, and so he should. Yeah. So yeah. should. We're, yeah. we're the better club, we're the bigger club, you know. Yeah. Why, why would you go to Chelsea with all yeah. the machinations behind the scenes? Well, because, yeah. because you'd get a three-year contract and you'd be sacked after a year. You'd get three years' money for one year's work. <laughs> yeah. And then you go and manage someone that you want to. I can see one thing that seems quite clear is that if you look at Guardiola, Klopp, uh, and you look at all the managers, the top, the, what, po- Pochettino, all the top five clubs now, of which we are not one, uh, they're all of a certain age... They're all, they're all experienced enough, but not over the hill. 
and they, they are they're all kind of priming, aren't they? Um, well, none, none yeah, Jose. 60, well, Jose, Jose, well, you say that, but he's mm. still got he's still, still in for a European Champions League place, isn't he? They're second, aren't they, Man U? Mm. So I mean, mm. we can slag off Jose, but they're second. Yeah, but he, he is, he is over the hill. But his type of football is just not in vogue yeah, anymore. And it's not successful. And, 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 and please, I hope Man United implode and <laughs> and Sanchez <laughs> yeah. spits his dummy out. And, and and I mean, there will be dummies spit out, always spat out with Jose Mourinho around, won't there? Um, I mean, he's a provocative so and so, but he's still he's probably just getting over. But all those other, I mean, Klopp, you know, the sort of I mean, they seem to use things like common sense. These managers, like you know, let's have three strikers and score lots of goals. All right, it's a bit risky, but you score lots of goals. You know, Wenger's spent the last ten years with one man up front. Mm. He's never had a strike partner for anyone. I've played four four two for years. No, he? he just won't do it, and and, and uh, unless the, couple, the team decides to do it for him. But it's also, I mean, I think there is a sort of age generation gap between the players when you're just getting that old. It just sort of becomes granddad, and it's sort of like you know how seriously yeah, are they taking? Is it Michael's any um, you know sort of trouble? But, but are they being motivated? Is Wenger motivated? That's more his style than his age. I think. I just don't think he Maybe. can motivate players anymore. Yeah, but when he was yeah. younger, he still had that enough kind of respect from them. No, I, I, I disagree. Actually, okay. I think what happened was he inherited a group of players, enough of whom knew how to run a team. Oh yes, yeah. And so Wenger was just picking the team, and he was picking up young. Bargains. He prospects. got lucky. You no, he didn't get lucky. He didn't. Get, he was a talent. Yeah. He, he he identified Thierry Henry as a talent. He identified Anelka mm. as a talent. He used to have the eye for players, or maybe he still has. But now the players are coming into a team where they don't have the likes of a Bergkamp and an Adams mm. uh, and a well, I suppose the experienced players there at that time. Would you remember that famous example in '98 when we played Blackburn? I mean, Overmars came in, for example, and he was already established. You know what I mean? Perez came in; he was already established. But the blend was easier because they were coming into a team where everyone knew how to win a game of football. Well, and they were all players that they really played. Arsenal didn't develop the players that won Mm. the title in '98, 2002, and there was enough of a legacy in the Invincibles. Sol Campbell being an example, someone who came in and knew exactly what needed doing. Yeah. Layman, another one. Yeah. Characters. Well, yes. in 97, Characters, yeah. this is really famous, everyone knows this, but in 97, when we hit one of our famous November, December... Blackburn 3-1-0. Brick walls, yeah. which we hit every year, mm. which we might have continued with if Tony Adams hadn't got everyone up against the wall and said, come on, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not going to lose everything we fought for. Well, he did the tactics Arsene wasn't doing. Mm. He told the guys in central midfield to do something different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't coming from the manager. No. Now, the question is, in 2018, are Koscielny and Mustafi telling Ramsey and Xhaka how to defend in front of them? No, obviously not. Because Arsene didn't do it in 97... No. And he ain't going to start doing it 21 years later. No, exactly. exactly. So there is an argument to say, Arsene can spot talent, but he can't build a team. Exactly. That's why we need Ancelotti and Eddie Howe. <laughs> he's not really a tactician <laughs> such, is he? Because he's always had he's players. Been a tactician. He's, always, he's yeah. got players. When you had Bergkamp and Vieira, you didn't need to be a tactician because they were that good that they just fucking win. Yeah. You know? Whereas we've got players now that unless you have... A plan B occasionally, or even C and D. Um, 
We're just doing the same thing over and over again, isn't it? That's yeah. a prancing around the penalty area and losing the ball and then chase, chasing it back. He, he basically exploited a market that British football or English football didn't know about in 96, 97, 98 in terms of young French talent abroad, bringing them into this country, obviously adapting a bit of sports science, a bit of diet, nutrition. That, everyone's caught up with that. Everyone's moved beyond that now. Some of, some of the stuff that goes on is, is far beyond what Arsene Wenger does at the moment. The only thing I'd say, and this is probably a debatable point, but in terms of the, the invincible side, you look at that back four. So you had Ashley Cole left back, Lauren right back, um, obviously um, Sol Campbell. Campbell um, and Tony, no, it wasn't Tony. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. to be fair to Wenger, who brought those players in? I know you could argue that Dean brought Campbell in, definitely. But, but well, I don't I, want to I, write, rewrite history, and I know it's a contentious point, but... Let's give Wenger a little bit of credit for 2004. We can't just go, you know, he, he's, he, we hate him now, so he no, didn't do anything. Not, he, no. he brought in that defence, basically, and he, he made that defence an invincible defence, basically. But since 2004, for me, that's 14 years ago. He's done nothing in terms of defending. Yeah. And I think it, also his football relied on someone like Bergkamp or Perez putting in a beautiful reverse pass that cut open a defence. You know, someone like Henri would arrive on it. And he's trying to do the same thing with Ozil now, and occasionally it works, but as you say, everyone's caught on to it. So, you know, they just they park the bus and then there's nowhere to put that beautiful reverse pass or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, so and there's no leaders either, there's no... No, and if you don't have that, then at least you've got someone... I remember that picture of Tony Adams with his fist in the air going, mm. come on, that, that, you know, that image of, like, you know, in the trenches, like, battling. Yeah. You know, I'll tell, we don't I'll tell you what I've noticed. I think today, on Ask Blog, um, hi, Andrew, if you're listening... Um, he, he, he said, what do you do with an interlow when, you, when you're in, when you've got no football? What do you do? He said, well, you can watch old Arsenal videos. And he uploaded the, the season specials all through from about 1985 to about 2010. Good God. So you can just click on this Google thing and you can watch the highlights of all these seasons. And I watched 2002, 2003, this lunchtime. Oh, the nearly season. Oh, the nearly season. The nearly season. Um, what was amazing was the amount of times the players used to shoot from outside the area. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that got me. The amount of goals we got from shooting outside the area. Yeah. We never do that now. No. As Wenger said to him, don't shoot. Well, apart from the, the, the Shaka does the odd one, but he scuffs yeah. as many as we, we play. We don't play percentage football. No. You know, we don't, we don't basically take a gamble. Yeah. We are it has to be so perfect. obsessed yeah. with keeping the ball. It has to be we walked were, over the line. It's like Ramsey in AC could, Milan. That was the perfect Wenger goal. It's like, yeah. I got the pop, the pass through, and, and, and Ramsey will just dance around the goalkeeper and tap it in. Every time that's going to happen. Not, you know, it's going to happen like once or twice a season, that sort of goal. Absolutely. And that's why sometimes we go like minutes and minutes and minutes without a shot on goal. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you look at the stats, it's like, no. We've had, I mean, games over the last two or three seasons, I remember thinking, we've not had a shot on goal the whole half. Hmm. Sometimes the yeah, whole game. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't get against that. lesser you opposition. Ten years ago. I mean, that's unthinkable. Bless him. When he does shoot, I mean, two or three times this year, the keeper's mucked it up and yes. let, let it in. Yes. So why don't they all do it? Good it, question. They should all shoot. Good yeah. question. Really shoot annoying. on sight, especially away from home when you're fronting it around. Left to right, left to right, left to right. Well, they've back, forgotten how back, to shoot. Left they've right, forgotten how to shoot. Keeper, Sometimes you right. get like Ramsey, he's got the ball and he's, he'll have a shot. And, and Wilshire recently as well. They're skying yeah, it. They've forgotten how to shoot at goal. Exactly. Because it's been it's such a long time. I know. You probably don't do it in training, do they? You probably practice they shooting. shooting practice. Well, what's, what's I'm saying, isn't it? Whoever you're sitting next to, whoever you're sitting next to, 
when you talk about a new player and you say, oh, he used to shoot at his old club, you know, the bloke next should always say, oh, Wenger will soon coach that out of him. Yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. Remember, yeah, Vermeulen, I remember he turned up and he scored a cracker from distance. That Wigan game, was it six, or Blackburn 6-2, was it? He oh, scored an absolute I can't remember it was a cracker. And, it was, yeah. and then, you know, then that was like the last thing he did, probably. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Before he got injured for two years. Yeah, well, and that's another question you've got to ask under Wenger. Players like Rosicki, brilliant players, you know, injured, you know, mm-hmm. loads of players injured. Kazola, you know, I mean, my yeah. God, we've had brilliant players and they end yeah. up injured. Why? There must be a reason. Something's not right. I know. And it's got the bucks got to stop with the manager. Yeah, it's something's wrong. Touchwood, he's got better a bit recently, a bit more. We're not getting quite as many injuries as we used to. Oh, well, you've done it now, Steve. Thanks. So we'll probably get about six now. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it, that's it. That's season over now. Well, as if it isn't anyway. Right, well, talking of uh, injuries, I'll bring in another listener uh, tweet. This from from George Pritchard, who goes by the name of, on Twitter, oh, at... Cool. At Mill Reef Mill Seventy, Reef, sorry, yeah. you knew you He's knew the connection. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realise he tweeted today. Mill Go Reef, on. do you do you have any concept of Mill Reef? Yeah, the horse. Yeah, yeah. We, we were at Sheldon last week together. He's an absolute legend. Known him for years. Well, I didn't Mill, realize he tweeted him. Mill Reef is also a horse racing legend. However, um, he asked, "Does Jack Wilshire deserve an improved contract in light oh, of his question. injury yeah. record?" Good question, George. And decent, though hardly spectacular, recent. Form. Ooh. Everton reputedly making uh, inquiries to Jack, and he's perfectly allowed to listen to them now. Can, can I just say, I, I've been an absolutely massive Jack Wilshire backer from, from the off. You know, I love him the bits. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I dad, you know, there's there's a lot of links there because obviously I, I live in the same town he was brought up in as well now, although I'm obviously in London to start with. Um, he is not happy. Him and his, I've talked to his agent as well, his, his agent ain't happy, the family ain't happy, he's not happy with what is on the table that Arsenal are offering, basically. And I'm led to believe that's between 85 and 90 grand a week. I know, first off, like, you know, how terrible, you know, 90 grand a week, whatever. That, you know, Reputedly, that. there is an incentive. Whereby yeah, that's what I was going to say, there is a heavily incentivised contract, yeah. basically. And Arsenal are hedging their bets because they're saying, you know, let's have a look at his previous injury record, he's not played X amount of games over the last couple of years. I mean, he got called up England. He hasn't played for England for two, three years, has he? 2016 was the last time. So you can understand it to a certain extent. But he's sitting there going, well, those was on 350 grand a week. Hmm. Jack Wilshire is the only one out of those players who knows anything about the club and cares about it. He, he cares about it deeply and he wants to stay an Arsenal man. I, I interviewed him at the 89 premiere and he said he wanted to be an Arsenal legend. Arsenal have to show him the same loyalty and the same respect as he showed them by giving him the contract commensurate to his, his ability, basically. Forget about his injuries. They, they can claim it back on insurance if he, he, if he can never play again. It's not going to happen. They need to give him a decent basic wage in terms of footballers' wages. Obviously, I know how terrible, how can he only exist on 90 grand a week? If we're talking purely in terms of football wages, he's seen his colleague, Mesut Ozil, 350 grand a week. He's getting offered 85, 90 grand a week. He's not happy with that. Saying that, there's no way on God's earth he'll go to Everton. Hmm. No way at all. He, he will go, maybe Juventus or something like that if he's going to go abroad, but he will not go to Everton just for the sake of more money, basically. But Arsenal need to sort it out now because time's slipping away and he will leave if he, if he feels like he's not wanted. And he's, he feels like he's not wanted at the moment. I interviewed him at the San Siro the other week in the mix zone and I said to him, like, where did the character come from? That, that, 
that, that result today. And he was like, I don't, I don't know. But the way he talked about it, he, he, he properly had a, you know, we had a bit of a chat and he was sort of saying it was the defensive solidity and, 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 and the midfield sort of, you know, that won it, him and Ramsey and, and Xhaka and they played so well in terms of denying AC Milan time and space at the San Siro. He was so proud of that victory. He was so proud of that win. He was so proud to be an Arsenal man. He's the only one I've seen out of those players who actually understands that. But and I, for Arsenal to give him, offer him 85 grand a week, when they're absolutely flooded in money, is just, for me, it's not on. And they're going to lose it. He's played more games this year than Mesut Ozil. I mean, he's gone the longest he's ever gone touch wood without an injury. Um, it's proved this season it can go a whole season without a long term injury I don't see mm. why he shouldn't be treated like any other player he's got to be worth at least 125 grand a week 130 grand a week whatever but, they're asking yeah, and even then to. he's still 150 behind Ozil yeah exactly well, what, I think while Kroenke is at the club, you're not going to get that sort of loyalty and that kind of old, board, you know, how the old boardroom used to work and that whole I don't think Kroenke's got anything to do with this no no, it, what would interest me is who is taking the decision mm. about mm. what to offer Jack. Mm. Is Arsenal still involved in this at all? I mean, there's so many conflicting sources coming out, the cl- noises coming out of the club. I've got a couple of sources and they're telling me one thing. You see something else come out and it's completely different. It's just an indication of where the club is at the moment. I think there's so many different voices. There's not one consistent voice as to what's going on. And I think that's obviously reflected in the fact that Wilshire is getting a contract or being offered a contract that is not good enough for him to sign basically. I've seen Wilshire's head go down look quite well, how, much, how, how many, many players how many players heads got? All of them were well, yeah. you Brighton. Brighton yeah. was actually how disgusting. How much did they offer he, 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 he never play. gave up. He never gave yeah. up. How yeah. much yeah. did they offer the Ox? God, I can't even remember now. 140 was it? Well I know Something Chelsea like, yeah. were offering the 180. Yeah. Liverpool were 120, and yeah. Arsenal's deal was apparently better than Liverpool's. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know exactly how. Yeah, so I, I think that was good business. Jack Wilshire then. Yeah, say, yeah, absolutely. But I think that was good business selling the Oxide. No, I'm not. Oh, what I'm talking yeah. about is what they're no, prepared no, to offer him. Yeah. It's too inconsistent, yeah. the They were prepared yeah. to right, offer, let's yeah, say, exactly. yeah, 150, yeah. I don't know. So why not offer Jack that? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. interest, a little side question here. What would be the median wage? Of an Arsenal player, what is that? What is the average if you take Arsenal down to whoever's the, what's the lowest? Who's the lowest paid starter? Well, there'll be someone on what a regular starter. Yeah, yeah. There'll probably be someone on forty or fifty. Bellerin's on hundred, isn't he? It won't be, for example. Won't be on a big deal. What would yet. happen? Just out of interest, if you said you want to be an Arsenal player, right? Everyone gets the same fucking wage. Okay, I know it sounds ridiculous, or within a kind of a reason. But, but you, don't, you don't get, get you don't get the cream of the crop. No, you won't, will you? you Just won't. be locomotive Arsenal, <laughs> Soviet <laughs> badge. Right, OK. Which one, El Nenny? It was a nice theory. El Nenny <laughs> will be about 35 a week. Really? Yeah. He's worth a lot more than that. Well, I have to say, El Nenny, I love El Nenny. I love him to death. He's Why? Brilliant. He's growing on me, you Fantastic. know. Fantastic. Um, Why? Because he keeps the ball ticking over. He keeps us in possession. He's always a spare man to receive the ball. Uh, we always do better statistically when he's on the pitch. What but did you think about Wenger putting him centre half? I'll take him as centre half. What do you mean? Really? Oh. I think he's a brilliant player. But the, but the thing about Arnani is, have you ever <laughs> seen him put a good a good through ball forward? Yeah. He doesn't play forward, so he always plays safe, sideways or back. Well, he started putting a few balls going forward just lately. Started just <laughs> lately. After how long has he been with? Do us? you know what? I would have Arnani in the team every single week. I think he's brilliant. What yeah. as a defensive midfielder? With no, as 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 a as a. As a 
almost attacking midfielder, really, as a presser. A high pressing in their own half. <laughs> the Elneny supporters club. <laughs> yeah. When the Elneny fan club. Here he is. When the other team brings the ball out of defence, Elneny needs to get on them and press them high. That's his strong point. What do you think of Shaka? Uh, I I'd rather have Elneny in the team than Shaka, to be honest. But I don't hate Shaka. I think Zach has got his good points. But I bet, I, see, I, I mean, we've been sport, you know, we've had Vieiras and Petites and things in the past. And, and, you know, and you look at the players, midfield players, we've had Gilberto, who, he, who although he looked like he never did anything, yeah, when he yeah. disappeared, it was like, oh no, where's Gilberto? Shields. Well, so, you know, I, don't, I don't think Elnidi and Gilberto are that far apart in talent. Good God, Steve. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How much of that wine you went, <laughs> Have another God, glass of wine. Are you serious? I'm not getting my man Elnidi in here, so have a chat. Oh. Bloody hell. <laughs> Alright, let's I mean, move on. Let's move well. on. I mean, there, there are too, too many see, what I would say not world class players. I, I think Jack falls between two stools, just to go on to that question quickly. It's because he's not dynamic enough to be a box box midfielder, he's not disciplined enough to be a defensive midfielder, and he's not creative enough to be a midfielder who scores a lot of goals, albeit someone who's shot for the first two months of his career and, and scored four, three or four decent goals. But yeah, and he's just, I don't think he's good enough to be honest. Apart from the goals, though, Elmini does all those things, doesn't he? Oh, I saw him score that goal at Barcelona. I was there. Yeah, that was there. That was. I was going to say that was a cold. I think Elneny is another loyal one as well. He seems to have his heart at Arsenal. He seems to be quite loyal. Well, he slagged off Sanchez, didn't he, with that tweet just before he went? Right now, we're going to discuss Josh Kroenke. Now, I'll read Simon Rose's question out. Although it's, if you've partly answered it, is it realistic for Arsenal to land a new high-level manager this summer or are we destined for Wenger to see out his final year? Could Josh Kroenke's learning curve avoid Wenger landing a further new deal? So I'm now going to read out a brief bit of Matt Hughes' column from the Times the day before the Watford match. Right. And he, his uh, column said it was headed relief for Wenger. And he wrote, Arsene Wenger will be glad to see the back of Josh Kroenke, the Arsenal director who has returned to the States after spending several weeks at the club where his father, Stan, is the majority shareholder. Kroenke Jr. is understood to be one of the most vocal members of the Wenger out brigade on Arsenal's board and recommended that he leave the club last summer before being overruled by Stan, who awarded the Frenchman a new two-year contract. A number of Arsenal directors have also had their feathers ruffled by Kroenke Jr.'s direct approach, which contrasts with the more genteel style of discourse favoured by the chairman, Sir Chips Keswick. Well, I don't know if you remember the AGM, but I would not say genteel was the style of the chairman on that occasion. Quite rude and dismissive, it, I do get the feeling there are whispers that... Um, uh, Josh Kroenke could even be the next chairman of Arsenal, which is an interesting idea. But more to the point, really, is that Josh has been over running the rule on the club. This is subsequent to his conversation at the end of the last season where he told his father that Wenger should be moved on. Obviously, his father has sent Josh over quite deliberately to look at things because things yeah. were going off the yeah. rails. We knew that. We were out of a title race before Christmas. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I'd like to hear Josh Kroenke speak. I'd well, like to know what he's like. Well, he's, he's done a podcast on basketball, and he basically, in that, 
said that change is yeah. sometimes a good thing. Does he? Does he? Does he know? Does he know his football is his sport? I mean, <sighs> is he just daddy's boy who's just been planted in the club with a vacant brain? Or does he have a bit of a decent brain? Well, you know, he knows Wenger. He wants to get rid of Wenger, so that's a start, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. Bit. I think. I think. I think credit. he can see the bigger picture. Yeah. Things aren't quite what they should be. Yeah. I think he'd be more inclined to leave the details to people yeah. who know what the game's about. See, part of me wants to say, Josh, my man, fantastic, brilliant. Mm. You're learning. Mm. You know, just take it now to its next step. Get rid of Wenger, and we we can start moving again. Mm. But do we want to go out and fry and pan into the fire yeah. if Josh Kroenke is doesn't know what he's doing? Absolutely, yeah, doesn't absolutely. know a thing about yeah, football. Yeah. Or doesn't yeah. get it at all. Well, he's, he's he's basically providing an independent voice on what's going on at the club, which is different from the ones his father's getting, which is basically Gazidis. Yeah. Gazidis reports to Wenger uh, to 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 Kroenke. Yeah, and Gazidis also wants out though, doesn't he as well? Gazidis also wants him out, but maybe Stan. Will trust his son's judgment more than Gazidis. Hang on a minute. Gazidis yeah. wants Wenger out. Yeah, yeah. Josh Kroenke wants Wenger out. The Chips board, wants the board, wants the majority Wenger. of the board would have liked a new manager last summer. What, what's keeping Wenger in? Stan Kroenke and winning cups. We don't have a functional board. And this is part cups. of the problem. Mm. Part of the problem. Now, um, I mean, this is why I'm inclined to believe that actually, whatever happens at the end of this season. Arson is toast. Well, we haven't touched too much on that loss that you mentioned, have we? 35 million no, loss or deficit or whatever. We yeah, but isn't that the first year we've made a loss for a long time? Because yes. we've been in the. Yes, in well, the black last for year ages, we, 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 the profit was about 25 million from memory. So, that's all we're, we're, so it's a 60 million drop. No, we I know we haven't made Champions League for this year. Well, there's two how reasons. How there's two money? reasons. Number one, the wage has gone up yeah. quite significantly. Number two, the TV income has gone down. And that's a pure result of being Champions in the Europa League, League rather than Champions League. Yeah. So you combine those two things together and that will account for your big swing. Yeah. So what's happening is we're not cutting our cloth accordingly, which is why I can quite happily believe the likes of Bellerin and Ramsey will be sold. Because what they want to do, they don't want to improve the, wage, the wages of these guys, which will be... Quite astronomical. Yeah, They'd yeah. rather buy players that they've identified as being as good, but will come to Arsenal oh, and money. agree to less money. Yeah, That's the plan. Yeah, That's the way, initially, they're going to make their money back as well as selling. Yeah. They're going, to, they're going to need an ambitious manager who is a draw well, for players. That's, this, this is why I'm completely convinced Arsenal's going. Because yeah. he was given this two-year deal my view on it is, Arsene, you've, you've been loyal, you've won the cup, you've beat Chelsea, you beat Man City, we'll give you a year to get us back into the, the Champions League. If it doesn't work out, we'll give you a year's money as your golden handshake. Yeah. That's why it was only a two-year deal. And the Shortest was, ever deal for And the Arsene. second year was just there, essentially, to stop everyone saying who's coming in at the end of this year. Yeah, if you like. Yeah, yeah you're spot on with the, with the finance. I, I look at um, Swiss Rambles... Um, Detailed tweets, and he, he's absolutely brilliant about stuff like that. Staying Cronky, all he cares about is the bottom line. And once he sees the figures, you know, sort of going into in the radar, or at least the money not being. It's a 60 million turnaround. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're right, it comes from TV revenues, obviously, you know, lack of Champions League. Although the new TV deal will, will 
is, is quite a decent but thing. But every other club will also have Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the way to get Wenger out is to for Josh Conkey. Like I said at the, the, the start of um, the podcast, it's he's someone asked and told me he's got a flat in, in, in London now. He'll flip back and forth. He'll talk to his dad. People at Arsenal need to say to Josh Conkey, tell your dad, Wenger walks away in the summer, gets his own golden handshake, whatever, there'll be a statue in a couple of years' time. Let's move on. Because Josh Kroenke is the key now, I think. Okay. So you think if we get, even if we get to the Europa League final or even the semi-final and lose, do you think it's going to be toast? No. I think if we win it, it'll be toast. Do you think? Yeah. I just, I just think what the, the thing that's really hit home was three home matches in a row where you could fit the physical attendance in the old Ivory Stadium. Yeah. That yeah. isn't doing your that city your area. brand that, any good yeah. at all. Well, no, yeah. people are voting with their bums, oh, and they're not putting yeah. on seats. No, it, it, I was off, I've been offered tickets to go to matches and not gone because yeah. I've just gone. No, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. How I'm not going out in this cold mm. to sit there, pay money, and leave feeling miserable. Well, the, the I, interesting thing is, people have paid for yeah. those seats, yeah. and even yeah. though they've yeah. paid for their seats. They decided they're not going to sit in them. I yeah. think the ironic thing is, after all the sort of talk about marches and this, that, and the other, and boycotts and all that, the fact is apathy will get Wenger more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny that it's, it potentially could happen. That Man City game, maybe you could understand it because it was so cold yeah. and you know, obviously transport was terrible and all the rest of it. But, but it, Watford, but but Watford, absolutely, and Ostersons as well. And there was a couple of other games where you know the, uh, the press box. Ray, who's an absolutely lovely bloke, everyone loves him, he'll come round with a bit of A4 paper, just going 59,312, and no one even writes it down anymore. No one, everyone just well, looks this, at it I, and I just think goes, this is symptomatic you know what? what's going on with the club. I've always seen, when I was a kid, I'd go to Arsenal, I'd see them as a beacon, they were almost like a sort of a parental kind of, something you looked up to, you know, it was like being a, it was being a part of something, it's like being the mm. Cub Scouts or something, it's like you look up to Arsenal, right? And if they I say, there were, if they say there were 24,000 people in the ground, it's because there were 24,000 people in the ground. And if they say uh, today's attendance, do they still use the word attendance? I think it's just tickets sold now, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, I know, but why don't they just, why do, you know... But they won't announce it. But they have to. They have to start behaving like adults yeah. again and be honest oh, and, and be, be straightforward yeah. with, with the people who are paying them money oh, and I, keeping I, them I suppose there. in their defence, Basti, they, they've got to be careful of tax, haven't they? If they, <laughs> if they announce that there's 30-odd thousand in the ground... No, they sold, should just announce sold tickets, sold. tickets Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tickets I mean, sold. On, on a really minor yeah. point, I was having a Twitter debate yeah. with someone the other day about this. You look, I mean... You look at any attendance. So as a kid, I used to study the programs. You'd read, you see the attendance. You'd be like, oh, yeah, twenty-seven thousand, whatever. Now, people look at people look, it's meaningless. meaningless. People look back in, you know, fifty years from now, and look back and go, oh look, there was fifty-nine thousand against Man City yeah. on a freezer cold night. No, there wasn't. There was twenty-five thousand. Yeah, so but, so yeah. it's just it's misinformation okay, and it's exactly. meaningless. So, yeah. so in order to yeah. keep HMRC and the fans and everyone happy, what you do is you say, seats sold, 59,000. Today's attendance no, was 26,000. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere near the It doesn't stuff. look good. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I just think Arsenal would be embarrassed well, just if, do both. if they said yeah. it, it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Be That's embarrassed because you know what? Otherwise you become delusional and you believe your own lies and then you end up with the situation we've got. 
Face everything and recover. The word is fear, right? It's an old sort of recovery synonym, right? You face everything and recover. That's right? a good little F-E-A-R, yeah, right. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, well, you have now. Face everything and recover. Oh, the only way to recover is to say, yes, I'm sick, I'm not well, I need to do something about this. It's not, oh, everything's all right, everything's all right, I'll just lie and then it'll be okay. No, that's called denial. That's not what addicts do when they're in denial, yeah. right? And that's what Arsenal's doing. The whole world's doing it. President Trump's doing it. Theresa May's doing it. They're all fucking doing it, right? But if, if, for the if, never mind Arsenal, for the human race to start getting well again, it has to be honest with itself. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal is not being honest with itself at the moment on so many different fronts. Yeah. Um, you know, we've touched on mm-hmm. a few of them today, but we, you know, we've well, just... in, in public, they're not being honest with themselves. Behind the scenes, you never know what's going on. Right. Well, Basti yeah. will be appearing at uh, Hyde Park Speakers Corner <laughs> yeah. with, with, with a loud hail. Uh, however, I need I need to squeeze I'm in. I'm going to start a sect, a cult. Join the cult. Where do I sign? Just you know, honesty, man. Uh, our, our time is almost up. I need to squeeze in two more uh, questions, very similar in theme, which is the fan base. Come, we go to extra time. This we'll have like, a little bit. This is like question time. We'll have a little bit. Uh, Pete Mountford, you, Mount- wait, wait, you must be your, your old friend Pete Mountford has emailed. Uh, oh, hello, <laughs> what sort hello, of? Pete, how's it going? Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Right. Oh, Pete. That'll do. He asked, "What sort of long-term damage has dragging out the Wenger saga caused to Arsenal and its reputation? Oh God, in no, terms no, Wenger question. of its status and relationship oh. with its fan base, will supporter division continue after he finally leaves?" We'll actually look at that last question. But first, I'll also read out Mr Lancaster's tweet. Do you wish we had a fan base that could mirror what is happening over at West Ham, protesting about their board and stadium, and a few soldiers sacrificing themselves for the cause? God, we need another hour to discuss that. <laughs> well, firstly, that firstly, can we all agree... Will the Arsenal fan base unite under a new manager? The Arsenal fan base are united now, by and large. No, they're not. No, they are not. No, they are not. I think they are. I think this year... You're not on social media, mate. Well, I'm on a bit of social media. I've got a WhatsApp group. Twitter. Twitter's where it's at. But when he got his two-year contract... Everyone thought, right, okay, let's give him his head. No, let's give no, him this. we didn't all There were no, no. banners. The we thought this is out. only going to end the in tears. Yeah, that Ivory Spy Twitter account no, down no, against Steve. The, so. the banners weren't out. Everyone was, <laughs> they weren't behind him, but they weren't against him. Secretly, everyone wants him out. We know that. We know, and there, were all, there are very few AKBs now. So we're not really against each other. Everyone wants a new start. Good God. Whereas a few years ago, there were AKBs. Now there were no AKBs. Have a look at at Twitter, honestly. Now there are no AKBs. Everyone wants him out now. So everyone is essentially singing from the same (laughs) You are like North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Complete denial of reality. You know, what? That's right. Okay, okay. Years ago, you had a you had out. I know what you're saying, but have a look at Twitter, seriously. Two minutes from there. So, anyway. Life. God. Do we believe the fan base will come together under a new manager? Yeah, of course it will. It's a civil war at the moment. Although, you know. Do we think we'll ever forget? Oh, God. We were on one side of a divide. Exactly, yeah. It's like Brexit, you know. There's not you said. There's a lot of people, the majority, like 90%, even Jeff Arsenal come out, he's got 150,000 followers. No, he didn't. He came out the other day and said, 
the manager's got to go. No. After, um, I don't know if it was a League Cup final or the City game, the League yeah, game. It's, so, it's um, good God. Well, it, it's like the, you know, the walls are falling, basically. Jesus Christ. But there's still a, a real discord there between fans. And it's almost, I don't know how do you describe it, offending anyone, basically. You've got internet TV, basically. And they've got a certain type of fan. We're all fans, you know. Good luck to anyone. Everyone's got an opinion. But there's a certain type of person who will potentially stand outside the ground looking for their 15 seconds of fame. Not even 15 minutes anymore. 15 seconds of fame. And there's a lot of that on social media. Um, there's a lot of old school fans, obviously on social media, there's a lot of old school fans at the game who have got a completely different view, basically. And it's nothing to do with Wenger in, Wenger out. There's a real... I mean, Arsenal's always been a club where you you, you, you sort of you, you welcome diversity. You welcome, yeah. Yeah. you know, we've always been inclusive, whether it's been the Irish or yeah. you know people yeah. coming in successive waves of well, you know London. London is a melting pot, and we're proud of Arsenal yeah. to have to, to accept. In the eighties, you never saw NF, you never saw you know no. people selling NF stuff outside Arsenal. You see it down at Stamford Bridge, you see it down at West Ham, you see it everywhere else. Never at Arsenal. Arsenal's always been inclusive, but there's a real there's just an absolute discord between let's let's phrase it as new fans and older fans basically mm, mm. and then you've got loads of different variants of of that as well and mm. on Twitter I know Twitter's not real life and all the rest of it but it's a reflection of what's going on yeah people hate each other in there there, were, there was a lot of fights so at the yeah. Carabao Cup fight yeah absolutely yeah my mates sort of said there was, they saw some there was stuff at Brighton anyway and as well it's not going to go away whether Wenger goes or not, I don't think. Hopefully, well, hopefully we'll have this bright new rainbow and everyone will be great and we'll all love each other again and stuff. But it's not 987 again, and I don't think we'll ever get that back. So we can't look at those yeah. in those sort of terms, which is a real shame because you go up to Middlesbrough away or something, you'd all be the Arsenal together in the away mm. end. You'd all be fighting for the same cause. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. And maybe that's life. Maybe maybe, I, maybe I, life I, is I, so I, desperate. I, that I beg to differ a little bit. That I think that I think that once Wenger's gone. Well, have you seen Twitter? Twitter? Have you uh, seen Arsenal? Well, yeah, I look yeah, at Twitter. Twitter will we leave it behind? The Twitter's I don't Twitter. think we will. Twitter's I don't think we will. Well, look, I, I, think, I don't get caught up in a, like Twitter spats. No, so but a lot of people do, though. A yeah, lot no, of but do. you know what? They'll, they'll do that if they're in Woolworths, right? They're the sort of people who like a fucking tear up, yeah. right? So it doesn't matter what. It's nothing to do with Arsenal. They'll be doing yeah. that fucking walking down. Yeah, but they'll be doing it under the Arsenal banner, though, on Twitter. Well, yeah, but that's because they'll do it. And if they weren't at Arsenal, they'd do it somewhere else. They're just those sort of people. But I think ultimately, once Arsenal Wing goes, um, you know, you're just going to have whoever the new manager is. It's going to be. It, I think there will be. It'll be a fresh slate. It'll be always starting again. Mm. And those people, you know, what are they going to argue about? Right? It's just like you know, get over it. And if we do it's well, gone. so why, why go, you can't go right. on about us keeping Arsene Wenger if he's gone? Well, what's the point? Oh, you right. know, join the silly party. You know. Oh, uh, by the way, right. there's a last minute tweet in Kev. Okay. Did you get the one from Simon Albert? We haven't had that. Uh, Simon, uh, bear with me. Actually, uh, what would it say about the club? If Arsenal gets knocked out of the Europa League by CSK in Moscow and Wenger is still in charge in August. That's not going to happen. If we lose to CSK in Moscow, Wenger is definitely history. But we would become West Ham United. To be fair, it it would indicate the lack of ambition, Simon. Exactly, we'd become West Ham United. To be fair, Moscow did well against Leon. There's no way. It's it's not so much being knocked out by CSKA. It's more Arsene still being in charge. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, but Wenger won't survive that, surely. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm going to just very briefly throw this in, because even though we're already at something like 66 minutes, <laughs> should we be playing the kids 
in the rest of the Premier League. Yes, absolutely, Kev. I've, I've already read that Reese Nelson is not signing a new contract because Wenger's not giving him enough chances. We're 5-1 up against Palace, 4-1 up against Everton. Should we be starting the kids? 3-0 up against Should Watford. we be starting the oh, kids? 3-0 up against Watford, instead of bringing Nelson on for some experience, he brings Jack Wilshere on. I, I've been following, I've been reporting on the under-18s and the under-23s yeah. a lot. And there's some really talented players. I went up to Bishop Auckland to, to watch the, the FA Youth Cup game against Middlesbrough. Bishop Auckland? Yeah, that's where they played it. The, the Middlesbrough game in the fifth round. Isn't They've actually played Blackpool New tonight. Zealand, Bishop Auckland? Bishop Auckland, it, it felt like it was about a six-hour drive. So, they played Blackpool yeah. tonight? Blackpool tonight, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yes. Otherwise, I'd have, obviously, Guna podcast comes first. But, oh, well done, sir. <laughs> but, um, there's, there's, a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of talented players there. Um, whether they're good enough for the first of all, I don't know. But what I've got to say, I've been, I was at Colchester the other week for the sixth round of the Youth Cup. There's a lad called Emil Smith Rowe. He was only under 17 World Cup winning side. He didn't actually play in the final, but he played in the semi final. Yeah. He is brilliant. He's absolutely fantastic. Oh. He's got the right attitude. He loves playing for Arsenal. Oh. He, he's, he's strong. He, he's he's two footed. He's got a bit of pace. Where's he playing? Sort of midfield, but attacking midfield yeah. as well. Yeah. He's. Um, yeah. He's quite two-footed as well, I think. He's learning all the time. He's getting stronger all the time. I don't want to sort of put anything on him, not that anyone's listening to me anyway, but, yeah. but he is one to watch. Oh, I'm genuinely excited about him. 17, 18. He's, he's a Croydon lad. Emil Smith-Rowe. And, and to see, he, he curled a, 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 his second goal against Colchester the other day. He curled it in. It was actually a cracking goal. He didn't just go, oh, you know... I'm, yeah. caught, I'm too cool to celebrate. He ran around dementedly. Yeah. He was absolutely loving playing for the Arsenal. I, think, I, don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, particularly play yeah. him in the first of at the moment because you, you never know how yeah. you can spoil people. But yeah. there's a lot of youngsters there who could come through. Yeah. And it's almost like going back to 86 again in terms of George Graham picking up on some youngsters. The next manager, if there is one this summer, can certainly harvest a lot of those youngsters I, I, I like for the first team. I like the look of Maitland-Niles against Stacey. But he plays him at left-back. He's, like, he's not a left-back. He's, he's, he's on the right-hand side. Right. And it's so frustrating watching Wenger put something... I know, you, you know utility player, great, you can learn different positions and all the rest of it. Yeah. He is not a left-hand-sided player. He's a right-hand-sided well, player. that's why he looked good against Stacey Malone, who's playing on the right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you, you wonder... They, Wenger doesn't bring youngsters through anymore. Like, like, like Brighton really away, doesn't. we're losing 2-1. He brings in Ketia on in the 90th I love Nadine and Ketia. I saw him, I saw him for the under-18s at Hitchin Town a couple of years ago. As soon as I saw him, I thought he's going to play for the first yeah, team. Yeah. Obviously, Norwich City, the, the, the League Cup game, he was absolutely superb. He was on the bench for yeah, um, City yeah, in the league. Yeah. He's another one who will be an Arsenal first-team player if he is developed properly. Yeah. And I'm not saying Wenger can do that anymore. No, I don't but, think so. But he is no. another one who I'm really excited about. Yeah. So, yeah. so some so hope the bright, for the yeah. future. The bright. Some hope for the future. The future is Arsenal. Anyway, we do need to wrap up because we're well over time. I can time. hear the Question Time theme tune. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the future is bright. As ever, uh, just time Kevin for Kevin Dimbleby. A quick plug for the current issue of the Guna which can be bought outside the ground at our next home fixture against Stoke on oh. April Fool's Day. The final issue of the season should be printed in time to go on sale at the match v CSKA Moscow the following Thursday. Is that the last ever print version? Well, will it be the final ever edition? We hope not. We still have some way to go in our campaign to raise a 1,000 advanced subscribers by the end of this month. There are going to be a lot of emails sent out before the immediate weekend. We have a lot of addresses collected over the years. Um, but I I would say at the moment, it's 65.35, we will make it. Ooh. But the next two weeks are critical. Um, if you want details of how to subscribe, visit onlinegunner.com 
or check the Guna's Twitter feed at Guna Fanzine. And our thanks to both Ask Blog and Arsenal Fan TV for their help in promoting the campaign to keep the Guna going past the end of this season. Jolly As usual, a reminder that you can contact us regarding anything to do with the podcast via Twitter at Guna Podcast, email gunapodcast at gmail.com. And many thanks for your questions and topics submitted for today. With that, it is goodbye. Hang on, can can you just say, next week we'll be in Norwich with Giles Corran, Russell Brand (laughs) and Will Self. I'm I'm carrying on with the question time game. Kevin Dimble, very good. This is Kevin Dimble, (laughs) please. Norwich, quiz of the week. You completely lost me there. If you'd like to be in the audience, drop us a line. You can have a look at Guna hashtag QT, and if you want to get involved in the debate... Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, no one does that, do they? Or does anyone bother with it? Uh, who's to say? Yeah, people oh, there's question who's time extra time on Radio 5. Like, we all yeah. tuned into that, don't we? With that, it is goodbye from Steve. La- goodbye. Guy nearly went to the song. Oh, <laughs> you always went too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came too early, didn't I? <laughs> goodbye from Leith. Goodbye. And Mustafa. Whoa, Santi Cazola. <laughs> we will be back with the next edition in April. Until then, this is your host, Kevin Witcher, saying goodbye and thank you for listening. la di da di da All good friends and jolly good company. Well, hey! <laughs>